remember, fan is short for fanatic, and that that is fueled by passion. I, I think there are certain sports where there's more casual fans that are drawn in. In terms of that core fan base, to me, that doesn't matter what the sport is or what the gender of the fan is. That passion is just passion. Really well said by Trey Wingo. Perfectly describes a fan. A 20-year veteran at ESPN, 20-year plus, who, as you all know, co-hosts their morning show, Golick and Wingo, with co-host Mike Golick, amongst many other responsibilities at ESPN. On The Bomb today, we dig into which social platforms Trey uses and why how he engages with fans and what he looks for in others and how they engage, how he interacts with guests and fans at events uh, in person when he's working with a brand or via ESPN, maybe at Super Bowl or other places, what fan bases, professional and college, are truly fanatical, and how ESPN stays true to their mantra of serving the fan 24-7. It is a different kind of audience uh, that, that you're dealing with because... It's almost like there's a relationship there, you know, um, and I guess that you could the same thing could be said for the television side of it. But I feel it's much more immediate and intimate in radio. Um, I, it feels like there's a layer that's sort of not there that is there on the television side. And that's been kind of fun to, to work with. Are, are most those do you recognize that there's repeat callers and repeat tweeters or is it just so many that every day, depending on the topic and who they care about specifically, it's a different set of people? Well, I, there, I think both of those things are true. We have certain people. I'm, I'm telling you, there's this one guy that must tweet the show 25 times a day. <laughs> every, no, I mean, every day. Oh, my gosh. Every day. Uh, so we have a bunch of those people. And then then the topics, if they're, you know, always can also drive different different subject matter as well so uh, but so i think there's there's both of those things they're the guys that are with us just because they're with us and then there are other people who when we talk about something certain it strikes a nerve with them and are, are is most of that interaction now twitter or how how is the interaction on people caught calling in or tweeting in or other types of platforms yeah. for our show it's mostly twitter and our voicemail line uh, we have a voicemail where people call in with, with uh, certain topics that we'll put out there on Instagram or Twitter. We also do stuff on Instagram. We have certain segments like uh, book it, love it or shove it, uh, all this kind of tweet it or delete it. Uh, and we put put them up on Instagram and people can play along with it. Do you love it? Do you shove it? You're going to book it. You're not going to book it. Are you going to tweet it or delete it? Certain facts, all that kind of stuff. So we use we use all those platforms to interact with folks. How about you? I know you're a big tweeter, but Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, Snap. I mean, there's we got 10 of them out there at least. How, how sure. many of those platforms are you on? And if I knew what TikTok was, I'm sure I'd be all over it. <laughs> um, uh, I, I, you know, I'm a big Twitter guy. I'm, I'm on Instagram. I, I don't do any Facebook anymore. I've, I've left that medium completely. Um, I was on Snap for a while, but honestly, just because the kids were on Snap, and I don't feel like they're on Snap anymore. So, uh, for me, it's mostly Twitter and Instagram. Do you do you interact with the responses the same on Instagram and Twitter? And are you and are you reacting to people uh, that you don't know? I don't really do a lot of that, and, and I, I know that can be construed as bad, but it's like, my, first of all, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm zoning in on a million followers on Twitter, so if I responded to everybody, I would literally have no time to do anything else. Uh, and I, I just, you know, my, I guess my thing is there are people that I follow that I'll interact with a lot more. 
but just certain people, I mean, no, I mean, I just, I, I mean, you know, I'm happy you follow me and this is why you follow me because I'm going to put this stuff out there. And those guys that you are buddies have a relationship with and that you start to respond to, does that end up being a conversation and then it's a conversation for everyone to see or is it typically they say something and you're reacting to it or, or you say something and they're reacting to it? Well, a little bit of both, but I mean, at some point, you know, you have to pull the ripcord off, <laughs> right, right? right? I mean, right, like, right. I, I could I could do this with you for an hour, but I have a job and I have other things going on in my life. So, yeah. I mean, you know, and I'm sure they do too, but you know, that's sort of the, 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 the sinkhole you can find yourself in on some of this stuff. I mean, you know, I, I think it has to be looked at for what it is. Right? It was a micro-blogging site. So I think I try to keep it in, in that sort of perspective instead of going full macro on it, which can be very difficult. Yeah, if you, if you do take an extra second to just click who the person you're interacting with uh, to see who they are, that certainly helps in gauging what yes. that interaction could look like next. Well, especially when I, you know, when I see something that is something that I would not agree with. And I want to make sure I check on that person's bio before I decide, yeah, I'm going down this rabbit hole. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. What about those those buddies or colleagues, peers, role models, et cetera, that you do follow that you enjoy watching them engage with fans? Any Anyone's that you, you can call out that you think, oh, man, they're, they're awesome at it or they've figured it out or, they're, or they just really like it? Well, I don't know if anybody's ever going to actually figure it out. I mean, that's sort of the thing about Twitter. Like, we're all on it. But I think we're trying to figure out. Wait, why are we on this again? You know, I mean, I mean, to me, Twitter is a is a is a is a valuable news source at this point more than anything else. I mean, when something happens, more often than not, you give me a classic example. Before this phone call, I was just checking Twitter, and Mary Kay Cabot uh, had the had a tweet about Odell Beckham and the watch, and says he wants it to be about football, uh, doesn't want it to be about the watch, but he plans to wear the watch again. Okay. So that's a little bit of news. So what I want to know, that's cool. Is it being applied to everybody equally, the rule? And if it is, if it's supposed to be about football, how does wearing the watch help him at football? Hmm. I want, you know, those are the things I want to know. But I mean, that's the way I, a, a lot of things happen on Twitter for they happen every, anywhere else. Yeah. So going back to the fan, how about yeah. you as a fan? What, what's the moment memory you can think of as a kid where you became a fan of a person, a sport, an athlete? musician etc oh well you know those are sort of hard to quantify um you know i, I think a, a, an, an easier way to sort of deal with that would be like what moments in in the past would you have loved to have had on social media you know like the 90s dallas cowboys i had this conversation with darren woodson a million times it's like no 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 we didn't need any of that we were we we were in enough trouble as it were but the the Go back and look at the stuff that actually happened to the Cowboys in the 90s. Now, imagine that on social media, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook, all that kind of stuff, Snapchat. It would have been a whole different world, man. But what, what about you personally? When, when was Trey Wingo, when did you become a fan of a particular athlete as a kid growing up or a team? I'm more curious about how you as yourself were a fan or are a fan of sports and people yourself outside of what you're doing every day. Yeah, um, well, you know, I, I I grew up a Cowboys fan, so that was just sort of by by natural osmosis, I guess, more than anything else. Um, I always liked the Sixers of the early '80s, and I don't know why, except that they uh, they always like were just not quite good enough, except for 
uh, what, 83, right? And that team was one of my favorite teams of all time. It had Andrew, Tony, Mo Cheeks. Uh, at 84, they added Barkley. Dr. J was there. Mark Ivoroni, Bobby Jones, Caldwell Jones, Daryl Dawkins. I mean, that that was always a really fun team. And I had no affiliation with Philadelphia. You know, I was, my family's from Texas, and I grew up in Connecticut. But that, that, that Sixers team always really, really, that Sixers team in the 80s really sparked my interest a lot. Hmm. And, and I know when, going back to present day, when you're at Super Bowl or other activities and, and brands are calling you to have you host or participate with their own hospitality and, and fandom, talk about just your interaction there and spending time with the fans of other, really fans of brands, but using sport to connect those, those dots. Well, that's the beautiful thing about that, right? I mean, is that we all can sort of relate on some sort of really emotional level uh, when you see someone that you watch play for all those years, and then you get to see them in a surrounding or setting that's a little more intimate, and you can have a conversation with them that you probably wouldn't be able to have anywhere else. And that that's the beauty of it, really. I mean, that's, that's what makes it fun uh, for me, is that you get to see these guys you know, with the helmet off, especially in terms of football, because, you know, they're just so behind everything with the pads and, and the helmet and the visor. And, uh, you get to see them in a different way and see them, you know, it's like when, when uh, a lot of times when you, kids, uh, fans see an athlete, like, outside the arena, it's like when you're a kid and you see your teacher at the mall. You're, like, <laughs> you're not supposed to be here. You're supposed to be at the school. That's where you are. That's where you exist. So that's why it's a little weird, I think, for a lot of people to see them in a different venue. Hmm. And the the last five years, ten years, just staying on Super Bowl. I mean, fandom just keeps growing and growing. I just I think of of you guys in ESPN of when you, you used to be at Radio Row or you were in a ten by ten grid as you know in a basement of a hotel. Now the yeah. fo- the footprint you guys have on site is often the size of what Radio Row is for everybody else. Yeah, we. I, I like to call Super Bowl because, like, we're an invading army uh, in that city. You know, I mean, there's so many tentacles to the operations that we bring down there, through the television side, the radio side, the interactive side. You know, uh, Snapchat on Sports Center on Snapchat is a big deal. The social media presence. Uh, we we do take up a lot of space because you know the Super Bowl is not just a sporting event anymore. It's it's a national holiday. If we think really about it, I mean, it, it really is an entire. You know, it's, it's five days of just sheer Americana in every way to the nth degree. And, and sort of that's that that's what makes it a really interesting shared experience. Mm. And what would you change if you had your ability to change fan and talent interaction? And talent is anybody. I mean, that's a broadcaster, coach, player, whomever, someone, I guess, with influence. But is there... Do we need more guardrails? Do we need less friction? Where's inter- How would you change interaction, if you would? Well, it's, it's interesting, right? Because uh, the recently retired Bob Lee always had a line uh, that said, hey, man, we're the gatekeepers. We're the guardians. Like, let's make sure what we put out there is legitimate, and that's, let's be judicious in what we put out there. And I, I, I still believe that to be the correct way to approach things. But in this day and age, it's just, hey, let's put everything out there on every different platform and see what sticks a lot of times. And I think that's, you have to be cautious with that, you know. And 
I, I think that there's 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 reasonable suggestions to be prudent with things. And uh, sometimes in this in this day and age of where everything is available to everyone all the time, I'm not so sure that's so healthy. Mm. And as as times have changed, speaking of that digital world, when you are out and about and somebody comes up to you, are people more interested in a handshake, a photo? Selfie. 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 Still a selfie. Selfie. All the way. Selfie, selfie, all the way. Yeah. And take two or three each time to make sure it's it's yeah, the right one. And that's fine. I yeah. mean, if you, if you think about it, the idea of, a, of an autograph is like, you know, okay, it's just lines on a piece of paper. Uh, but, you know, look, I, they, these aren't phones. They're mobile computers. They're, they're, they're our connection to basically everything we do. Like, what isn't on your phone? Like, like if I asked you right now, what would you rather lose, your wallet or your phone? What would you say? I think my phone. You rather lose your oh, phone? Oh, no, the other way around. Sorry, I, I, yeah, which yeah. I wouldn't I, rather. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather lose my wallet because I know everything in my wallet, as long as I have my phone, I can cancel and stop everything. Yep. You know, I mean, the like there was a Super Bowl, Super Bowl 43. I literally, my wallet was mysteriously vanished. I'm not saying it was stolen, but I'm pretty <laughs> sure I didn't lose it. And, you know, the, the idea, uh, thank God I had my phone so I could call people and say, hey, Please cancel this credit card. Please do this. Please, I, you know, call family member. Please send me my passport so I can get on the plane. Uh, when, you know, so I come home from Super Bowl week. Um, we are connected to everything through this. Uh, it's it, it's it's an international broadcasting device for crying out loud. You know, it, it is. Yeah. How, how fast after you do those selfies do you see that photo on Twitter? Well, I mean, that would be that would be assuming that I'm looking for them. Yeah. You know what I mean. So, but I'm sure they come up pretty quick. I mean, I've like you know, the, you have the notification on Instagram when uh, you know there's a new photo that you're tagged in, and you get a bunch of those right away after that. Yeah, it is always interesting, and and it's funny when you see a talent reply to a peer, another talent, a football player to a football player, about 600 comments down, but then yeah. but then the the guy who, who originally had posted it strikes back the conversation. So it is amazing yeah. for some who do spend countless hours and are scrolling through all those comments too. Yeah, that that's another one, man. I just, I, I mean, if you want to do it, cool. That's great. I just, you know, I, I just am not going to spend that much time wondering about all of that stuff. Yeah. What about, I mean, you've, you've covered a lot of men's sports and a lot of women's sports. Are, Similar fan base. I'm not I'm not talking size of fan base, yeah. but just uh, intensity of fandom and interest. Similar? Is it more based by uh, the type of sport? I think. Well, the type of sport certainly. I mean, like football is certainly the most aggressive sport there is. There's yep. no question. I mean, I, well, no, I can't even say that, right? Like from a team perspective, but you know, mixed martial arts and MMA and all that kind of stuff. That that's also a fairly aggressive fan base. But it is. I mean. To me, it's more sport related than it is gender related because the pa- I'll tell you right, the passion that the UConn women Huskies fans have is ridiculous. When Pat Summer was in her heyday at Tennessee, you know that that Orange Army from Knoxville was just as passionate as any Cowboy fan base I've ever seen in my life. And you know now with what uh, Kim Mulkey has done at, at my alma mater in Baylor, you know that she's won three national championships there. She has a massive fan base for her and her team as well. So you know. Remember, fan is short for fanatic, and that that is fueled by passion. So, 
I think there are certain sports where there's more casual fans that are drawn in. But, uh, you know, in, in, in terms of that core fan base, to me, that doesn't matter what the sport is or what the gender of the fan is. That passion is just passion. Hmm. And, and outside, I mean, you named some key ones in, in women's college basketball. What, what other professional sports fans have the best fans? And, and why do you think they are the best fans? Well, you know, there are certain teams that just travel better than anybody. Uh, like, for example, in football, it's the Steelers and the Packers. I mean, they just, you know, you go to a you go to a Steelers away game outside of Foxborough, and it looks like a Steelers home game. And the same thing is said for Green Bay. There are certain teams that travel well. Notre Dame clearly travels well. You know, wherever they go, Alabama and Clemson uh, travel very well wherever they go. Um, but yeah, you're right. There, there are certain brand names. The, the Yankees, for example. You know, I mean, uh, whenever the Yankees are good, you go to any, you know, visiting baseball stadium, you're going to see a ton of Yankee jerseys there. Hmm. Well, how about uh, challenge you a little bit on that? Give me one of those teams that isn't primarily great. And that that travels well. Yeah, I mean, because I, I get it with Notre Dame and the Yankees, yeah. and certainly the Packers the last fifteen years, and uh, the Steelers. I mean, do the like the brand the Browns have this great fan base in Cleveland? Do the do right? Do they travel? No, not well. No, not really. I yeah. mean, if they start winning, they will. Right. I mean, you know, but uh, I don't think uh, historically that that has been the case. I mean. You know, like you said, normally these 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 iconic sports brands, in terms of teams, are the ones that have built up this this fan base that crosses geographical lines. I mean, normally, you know, it's about okay, I'm from Houston, so I would be a Texans fan, or I'm from Miami, so I would be a Dolphins fan. But there are certain teams that, no matter where you go, they are familiar with who you are and what you've done because of past success, and that's passed down from you know from generation to generation. And I think that, that that's why those teams travel. I, I really can't think of a team that doesn't win a lot and doesn't and, and like travels well. Because yeah. what would be the point? Yeah. And I wonder how much if it's changed or is changing with fantasy and the interest in individuals well, yeah, but that, but versus that's, teams. Yeah, that's more that's more on an individual player though, that's right. right. Yep. I mean yeah, I mean that's that's more on like for example, I'm sure there are people that will I, I know people that would that uh, wanted to go see a game at Fox for the last couple of years because they weren't sure how much longer Tom Brady was going to play yep. or whenever Aaron Rodgers shows up. And I, and I think right now you're seeing a lot of that with uh, Hall of Famer Patrick Mahomes, as I like to call him. <laughs> I, I, think, I think he's going to be that next guy that people are wanting. You know, it's like when, when Howard Stern started out, right, uh, they did a survey and, they, and the survey came back, well, the people that hate him listen, the people that like him listen for three hours out of four because they want to see, hear what he says next. What about the people that don't like him? They listen for four hours. Why? Because they want to hear what he says next. You know? <laughs> and, and I think we're getting to that point with certain players like Patrick Mahomes. I mean, like, whether you like him or don't like him, damn, what can that guy do? Yeah, it was funny speaking on the fantasy side. My nine-year-old said, asked me the other day about the Redskins and who they play and who they play more than once. And I realized he has no idea what division conference the Washington Redskins right. are in. He just knows he's got a player on that team and who would they play next. 
Correct. That's it's changed a, it's a, a little bit. It's, it's a different way of looking at it. There's mm-hmm. no question about it. And we would all be very naive to not understand this. As popular as football is, that's a big part of why it's so popular. Yeah. And so closing here on it, back to ESPN for a second and just fan engagement and what you're doing. And you and I have known each other for a long time. Back to Jerry Stackhouse, What's Your Name, Sports yeah. Center ad, which... Uh, if people haven't seen it, they should because it's a good one. Um, what 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 does ESPN continue to do to help fuel fan engagement and keep the interaction in the in this I guess new world we're living in today? Well, I think the motto is to serve sports fans twenty four seven wherever they are, and I think that last line is the most important, right? Uh, you know, I mean, live games are still a communal event that people will gather in front of the television and watch. And and that's, I mean, the numbers, by the way, for Monday Night Football just came out for the week, uh, and they were the highest since 2015. So it was really, really good. But the, at the end of the day, what you want to do is those people that will be at home and watching, that's great. We also know there's always a large subsection of people that would like to be there and doing that for whatever reason can't. And that's why, you know, everything is available on the ESPN app. It's streaming on ESPN Plus. Like, you know, we we want it to be like wherever you need to go, we'll be there for you. And I think that's the that's the most important thing that you have to take forward out of this. And that's the bond.